hold on to me as we go as we roll down this unfamiliar road and although this wave is stringing us along just know you're not alone I'm gonna make this place your home. Good morning. It's time for the Kern County Real Estate Review on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. With Kern County's most listened to realtor and the host of our show, Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker. Consistently ranked as one of the best in the business nationwide and our KNZR expert, Lori's been selling real estate in Kern County for over three decades, during which time she's successfully helped over 11,000 families meet their real estate needs. So if you're thinking of buying or selling, there's no better choice than the McCarty Group. Working with an expert makes the process easy and puts more money in your pocket. Just Google the McCarty Group. That's M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. Or call 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. And she or one of her partners will be delighted to help you. Let them make you their next success story. And good morning to you, Lori. Well, good morning, Adelaide. How are you doing this morning? I am doing excellent. Uh, It's cooling down a little bit, maybe feeling like fall. Absolutely. What are you guys up to? How's your weekend going? Oh, my weekend has already been busy with all things real estate, but... I'm going to try to slow down a little bit today and and enjoy all things fall. You know, I love this season of the year. Um, And hey, you know, a girl has to have a little fun once in a while. (laughs) I think after the show, I'm going to go have a hot apple cider and Mm. try to get maybe some new fall decor for my home. Wait. No pumpkin spice latte? You know, I got to tell you, I'm not really much of a pumpkin girl and... You know, coffee, just not my thing. I'm Diet Dr. Pepper all the uh. way. So when it comes to fall, um, it's a little early for me yet to do warm Diet Dr. Pepper. That's a mm. that's a southern thing. <laughs> but apple cider is really more my cup of tea, so to say, for a fall drink. Mm, okay. Um, so do you have any plans after the show is a wrap? Well, I know you mentioned fall decor. Yeah. Halloween decorations. (laughs) It's that time of year. I bet you are all spookied out, right? We are ready, yes. The fake spider web, Uh just whatever we can find that's scary, we're going to put out out in the front. So, Oh, that is awesome. Kids, that's your warning. you got to be brave if you come to our house for candy. (laughs) I love it. I was at a client's house not too long ago, and um, they had a coffin, a real coffin that they actually put out and fill with candy and that sort of thing. I love it. I was that's, like, that is great. Crazy. Yeah, still in our neighborhood, we're in Campus Park, and there's one house. I don't know if they'll do it this year, but they'd have the Michael Myers in, this, in the uh, hockey mask. Oh, yes. You think it's a statue until you get right next to him when he moves. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, I can imagine those poor kids jumping, oh, right? Yeah, there was some tears. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. We uh, skipped that house, though, me and my <laughs> son. <laughs> hey, so I do see there's no guest in the studio, though, today, Lori. Uh, what do we got going on? Well, I thought it was important for us to discuss some of the changes that uh, I'm seeing in our local real estate market. 
Um, But before we do that, I have a local story that I want to share with all of our listeners. You know, recently, the Housing Authority of the County of Kern celebrated the grand opening of a senior apartment complex located on an infill site at the intersection of 22nd Street and Q Street. Um, Now, for those of you who are scratching your heads and wondering, what the heck is an infill site? Well, an infill location is a real estate development site that exists within a mostly built-out market. Mm. Usually located within an urban area, infill locations look to fill the few vacant lots that exist between other developments in the area. So if you want to visualize an infill lot, imagine there's a vacant lot that's sandwiched between two buildings. So if you've got apartment complex, vacant lot, and then an office complex all next to one another, that vacant lot is an infill site. Okay, cool. Yeah, so the 22nd Street Lofts adds 19 one-bedroom units to the city's affordable housing supply. Now, the complex also has one additional unit for management. It features a community room with computer stations, a fitness room, laundry facilities, an underground parking garage, and an elevator. Each unit is equipped with brand new energy efficient appliances, and the lofts are intended for seniors aged 62 and older who make around 1,300 or less per month. Because rents start at just three forty-six a month. Wow. Yeah. Now, Bakersfield City Councilman Andre Gonzalez is quoted as saying, quote, This project is just a huge step forward in providing additional housing because we're in desperate need of it at this time. Mm-hmm. Now, the total cost of this project was estimated to be about $7 million dollars. Wow, that just seems pretty pricey for only 19 one-bedroom units, Mm. right? Yes, it does. Yeah, the Housing Authority's executive director mentioned at the ribbon-cutting ceremony that the cost was higher than expected, and things like the underground parking garage contributed to this steep price tag. So where did that money come from? Well, $1.5 million came from the city, And the remaining financing was from the state, from tax-exempt bond financing, and from tax credits. So if you're thinking that you or someone you know would like to rent one of these units, because, yeah, $346 a month, pretty inexpensive, well, you better get on the wait list because every one of them, all 19 and the management unit, all spoken for. Obviously, there was no demand, no shortage of demand for these units. Right. So according to the housing manager, Adam Ariola, there were hundreds of applicants for the 19 units. Adam stated, quote, a lot of our buildings have two year waiting lists because there are a lot of people that have been waiting since 2019 and you're being pulled off the list and told finally there's housing available. Wow. Ariola mentioned that for many receiving that call, it was equivalent to finding out that they'd won the lottery. I bet. I mean, making the comparison of getting an apartment to winning the lottery 
it really puts things in perspective on the demand for housing. And Absolutely. I'm really happy to see seniors were able to find a place to call home just before the holidays here. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the holidays, though, have you started making your Christmas list? Whoa, Adelaide. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop, stop. It's way too soon to talk about any of that. I mean, golly, I haven't even been able to come check out your spooky decorations <laughs> for Halloween, right? <laughs> So on that note, I think it's time for us to take a short break. And um, when we get back, we're going to discuss some of the changes that I'm seeing in the local real estate market. So everyone out there, stay tuned. You're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group at Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors here on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And to reach Lori, you can call her or her team anytime at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or you can go to her website at themccartygroup.com, where you can tour all the properties available in Kern County from the comfort of your couch. Request an in-person tour. Find out the value of your home and see the McCarty Group success stories. Ranked number 10 in North America for Coldwell Banker last year and the only Kern County realtor to be listed in the Wall Street Journal's Top 100 Agents for 2021, she is truly an expert in her field. Her desire, as well as that of her team, is to not only achieve their clients' goals, but to exceed their expectations. So let them do just that. And we'll be right back with the Kern County Real Estate Review here on KNZR. Hey, you confused about real estate? Sean Hannity here, and I can tell you as an active real estate investor, well, just like the stock market, it can go up one day and down the next. Home values and sales, they fluctuate on a dime. Now, even though I bought and sold homes for years all across this great country, one thing I will always do is partner with a sharp real estate agent that truly studies local and national market trends, that knows the real value of homes, and most importantly, knows how to generate demand regardless of the market. And the good news is you have a truly amazing agent right in your backyard. I'm talking about Lori McCarty of Coldwell Banker. She has an amazing team working for her that doesn't miss a single detail. Her system is so bulletproof, well, she can create demand for your home at a deadline that you agree to or she will buy it herself. Now, real estate doesn't have to be frustrating or scary. Call Lori McCarty today at 665-SOLD. That's 665-SOLD. Online, themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Go there and you can start packing. fun missing out on the home you love or having to settle for something less just because you couldn't sell your own home quickly. I'm Barbara Corcoran. I've worked with thousands of successful real estate agents. Let me help you choose the right agent so this doesn't happen to you. If you're buying or selling in Bakersfield, call Lori McCarty because she offers an immediate cash offer and can help you find great homes before they hit the market. Partner with the right agent. Go to themccartygroup.com and start packing.
We're back this morning with Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group on the Kern County Real Estate Review here on AM 1560, FM 97.7, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And Lori, before we jump into our topic today, we had a listener ask a question. What if someone is thinking about selling their home and they're concerned about finding a home to buy with a limited supply of homes available? Is there a way they can sell and buy at the same time? Or will they need to rent a home between the sale of their current home and the purchase of their new home? You know, Adelaide, that is a big concern that a lot of our sellers communicate to us. And if you're in that situation, rest assured, it's totally possible to sell your home and be able to purchase a new home all at the same time. Usually, there's no need to rent or move in with family between these two transactions. With a skillful and experienced realtor and a little negotiation, you can do it all at once. Hmm. So how do you make this happen? So in our industry, we call these concurrent closings. And it's a common escrow situation where a client is conducting two real estate deals and wants them to both close on the same day, or at least within one day and then the next day. So most commonly, clients request these concurrent closings for the situation we just discussed. They're buying a new home, they're using the proceeds from selling their current house to pay for it, and it allows their cl- the client to be able to sell their property and buy a new one at the same time and move seamlessly from one into the other. Hmm, well, that sounds simple enough. I know. It, it really <laughs> does sound pretty easy, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, while I might make it sound simple, it certainly isn't. I mean, concurrent closings really do require an experienced and a dedicated agent managing these transactions because frankly it's a way of streamlining what could be two very complicated transactions each with their own important details timelines and personalities into what needs to be a seamless single transaction where both homes close simultaneously or one right after the other Mm. And quite simply, to make this all happen with a minimal amount of stress on your part, you need an agent that knows what they're doing. Someone who's used to thinking out of the box and finding creative solutions to make things happen. Someone who's going to work tirelessly for you and in many ways try to move heaven and earth so that all the stars align correctly and you can move out of one home and right into the next one. I know it's not as easy as sometimes I make it sound, but it is possible. But you do need the help of an expert. Hmm. All right. So you can sell your home and purchase a new home at the same time without renting or moving in with family as long as you have the right help of an expert, correct? Correct, Adelaide. And so if you want to sell and buy at the same time, give us a call at the office. That number is 661-665-SOLD or 661-665-7653. We have years of experience making this happen in all different types of markets. 
Excellent. That's great advice, Lori. And you mentioned that you were going to give all of our listeners an update on the real estate market today. Didn't we just air an episode like this a few weeks back? Well, we sure did, Adelaide. But the market is changing rapidly, and I really felt like another update was needed. Plus, I want to dive into some other topics about the shifting real estate market that we didn't get to in the previous show. It seems like these Saturdays spent with you, mm. time just flies by, right? Yes, yes, and a lot's changing. And like, for I mean, for example, the inventory of homes. Where are uh, we at right now in Kern County? Um, you know, my last check was we were somewhere right around 1,200. 1,200. Okay, and that's in line with average? Um, no, we're still below average. We're so. still in, in a seller's market. Okay. So let's get into that. I mean, right now, uh, the inventory of homes available in Kern County, it has increased, right? Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm sure that's really no surprise to our listeners. Uh, compared to this time a year ago, the homes available for purchase in Kern County has increased by, and I, I always hate to do it in percentages because that <laughs> sounds so scary, but it's we've increased our percentage by 79.2%. So when mm. you put it in percentage terms, it's a huge increase, right? Right, right yeah. Now keep in mind, we've been seeing a housing shortage, right? I mean, mm. gosh, back in March, April, I think even May, we were under 500 homes available wow. in all of Kern County, right? Yeah. So even with that increase, we still only have 1.9 months worth of inventory. Mm. And this time last year, we only had 0.8 months worth of inventory. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, so yes, we've had an increase, and it's more than we were. You know, it's more than double. Mm -hmm. But it's not huge. Yeah. So there's still. I mean, there's there's homes available, but it would you wouldn't be historically a lot of homes at this no, point in time, right? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Great. Now we've talked about this in the show before. But just for those listening, or me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe somebody who's listening for the first time, or right? Or somebody for the first time. Exactly what is months of inventory? Sure. So months of inventory refers to the number of months it would take for our current inventory of homes that's actively on the market to sell given our current sales pace. So it's the relationship of the number of sales to the number of properties currently on the market if no additional homes were added to the supply, hmm. meaning we brought no more homes onto the market. Okay, okay. And then how is this months of inventory determined? Well, months of inventory is based on fact, not feeling. And that's a, that's a phrase that we regularly use at the McCarty Group. It is determined using a mathematical formula. There is no feeling or emotion in this equation. It's all about hard facts and numbers. So everybody out there who enjoys math, you know, take out a pencil and paper and write down this equation. And those of you who don't know there's not a test at the end. <laughs> um, you can find out the months of inventory we have yourself. It's really quite simple. We take the number of active listings 
and we divide it by the total number of sold transactions within the same month to give us the months of inventory. Okay. Yeah. 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 So for those of you that aren't math whizzes, here's a simple step-by-step breakdown. To calculate the months of inventory for any given market, first find the total number of active listings that are on the market last month, and then you write that number down. Next, you find the total number of sold transactions for last month, and you write that number down. And then finally, you're going to take both of those numbers and divide the number of active listings by the number of sales to determine the number of months of inventory remaining. And right now, it's 1.9 months. Okay. All right. So we actually do this calculation ourselves at home. Why does this months of inventory matter? So the months of inventory is used as a tool for us to determine what type of market we're in. Are we in a buyer's market? Are we in a seller's market? Or are we in a balanced market? Now, as a general rule, three to six months of inventory is considered to be a normal or a balanced market. Over six months of inventory, and we have a buyer's market. If it's less than three months, then we have a seller's market. And the smaller the available inventory, then the tighter the market is. Now keep in mind, these are simply guidelines and they're gonna differ from market to market. Hmm, okay, so what type of market are we in right now? Well, with 1.9 months of inventory, we are still in a seller's market. Okay. We need to get back to three to six months of inventory to be in a balanced or normal market. And then if we go over six months worth of inventory, then we would start seeing a buyer's market. Now, I know many people out there feel like we're in a buyer's market, but based on the numbers, we simply aren't there. Hmm. Now, make no mistake, though. Inventory is certainly increasing, so we're headed towards a balanced market. And if it continues to increase, then we will see a buyer's market. However, once again, we just aren't there yet. Hmm. Now, shifting from the abnormal hyper-sellers market that we were in certainly feels like we've made a dramatic shift to a buyer's market, right? Mm-hmm. Um But that's just based on feeling, not based on facts. If we look at the facts and if we focus on the numbers, it's still a seller's market. Hmm. And that's something that I try every single day to get through everyone's brain. Hmm. But I've used this analogy before. If you're (laughs) speeding down the freeway and going really fast, just like a hyper seller's market, right? And then you say, oh, wait, I probably should be going the speed limit or normal. Mm -hmm. And you slow down. All of a sudden, feels like you're at a standstill. Feels like the world has stopped. Hmm. Are you implying that I'm speeding? No, I'm I'm not implying that at all. And I'm not saying I've ever done that, right? No, no, not me. 
But that does make sense. And now, now with that though, is it possible to sell your home in any type of market? I mean, is there anything you do differently in a buyer's or seller's or balanced market when you're trying to sell? Of course. If you're working with an experienced and a knowledgeable realtor, it's possible to get your home sold in any market. The new agents that have only experienced this hyper-seller's market, they may struggle a bit more as they adjust to the different requirements that a shifting and a balanced market will require. However, a seasoned agent who's experienced many types of market shifts generally understands what it takes in all types of markets to mm. succeed. Now, there are some things that are done differently. But of course, <laughs> I'm not going to give away all my secrets on the radio. <laughs> now, in a buyer's market or a balanced market, both the agent and the seller are going to need to adjust their marketing strategies. So I know many of you get hung up on when is the right time to sell? Should I do it now? Should I should I wait till the market shifts again? What about waiting until next spring or till next summer? Right? Because those are the those are the questions that we all ask ourselves and we ask our professionals, right? Mm. A good agent is going to tell you that the best time to sell your home is actually whenever you are ready to sell it. It's whenever the timing is right for you and it meets your needs. Mm. I know, you know, I've sold an awful lot of homes in my career, and I don't think there's ever been any one person that's been able to time the market exactly right, right? Yeah. In hindsight, you might have been able to just <laughs> have done it exactly right, but I don't think on the front side you've been able to say, ah, oh, if I sell it today, it's the exact right day to do it, right? <laughs> yeah, and I think about it too. When kind of kind of interest rates were lower, prices right. were a little higher. Right. You sold, but then you're moving somewhere. Right. So you're buying at a higher price. So it kind of evens it out could. on that. So now when interest rates are going back up, right, the price might drop. So so as a seller, you're like, oh, I'm missing out on some money. Well. And the reality is, depending on where interest rates are and where pricing is, mm -hmm. many scenarios, it's actually more economical in the long run to mm. buy at a higher price with a lower interest rate. Okay. 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 Yeah. Now, even in a buyer's market, right? So let's say we get to more than six months worth of inventory mm -hmm. where you have the available inventory outpacing the number of interested buyers. Okay. There are many ways to find success, but you have to be patient and you have mm. to work within the confines of that type of market. We're impatient though. As a society, <laughs> we are impatient, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So in this type of market, this shifting market that we are in now, as we start to see inventory rise as we head to a normal or balanced market, sellers should be thinking about making their homes as appealing as possible to buyers. We talked about this the last time that we talked about a market update. They want to ensure that it stands out and that it really shines. You know, you can do this by preparing your home with thoughtful upgrades, 
and by staging it. Minor kitchen and bathroom upgrades, some fresh paint and landscaping, these are just a few small things that you can do to increase your appeal to a modern buyer. Mm -hmm. And then of course, in addition to preparing your home for sale, in both a balanced and a buyer's market, you're gonna need to make sure that your listing images and videos are of the highest quality because buyers respond extremely well to quality images. And frankly, if you aren't presenting your home that way, they're moving on. Yep. You know, <laughs> we used to say, and yes, I've been around long enough to know that, you know, curb appeal was the big key back then. Well, mm. now you have to think about your digital curb appeal, Ooh. right? Because buyers begin their search online before they ever call an agent. So how is your home presenting itself online? Is the photography good or did your agent just snap a few photos with their iPhone? Mm -hmm. I mean, I know iPhones are amazing and they can do some <laughs> great things, but is your agent a professional photographer? I think you ought to think about that mm -hmm. when you hire them. We put a ton of effort into selfies. Right. Put some effort into the pictures of the home. Absolutely. For sure. Yes. Now, Pricing, it's always important, regardless of the market. I mean, there may have been some greater flexibility in our hyper-sellers market because values were rapidly increasing. But still, if we think about it, if the property was priced too aggressively over the last couple of years, it didn't sell as quickly as the owners thought it might have. So I always think that it's important in whatever market you're in, to consult with an experienced real estate agent on the specific pricing strategy that would work best for your property type in your neighborhood. Mm. Because honestly, pricing varies from neighborhood to neighborhood, area to area. Great information too. And one thing I wanted to ask you is, um, will we see if, if it does get back to a normal market and then eventually a buyer's market, we'll see if it does or not. But mm -hmm. if it does, will we see those concessions like closing costs paid for again, or is that still we're far actually away? Starting, no, we're actually starting to see some of that. Okay, okay. And, um, and I have some thoughts on that that I want to talk about in our next segment. Okay, okay, perfect, okay. perfect. So, okay, and with that now, what about existing home sales? I mean, what does it look like here in Kern County? So, the number of homes that have sold has actually decreased, okay? Mm -hmm. Compared to this time last year, we've seen a 21.4% drop in home sales. Okay. And that's to be expected with rising interest rates. Right. Okay? Yes, absolutely. Buyer pool shrinks. People can't afford what they were hoping to be able to afford. Makes sense. Now, what about the nation as a whole? Well, on a nationwide level, we saw in August of 2022, existing home sales were down 0.4% from July and 19.9% from one year ago. I think that that's fascinating that we have declined more than the nationwide average. And 
Again, this softness in home sales reflects this year's escalating mortgage rates. Hmm. Now, mentioning that this dip is connected to maybe escalating mortgage rates, do we expect any more rate increases? Unfortunately, yes. Hmm. Uh, The Fed is expected to continue to raise interest rates throughout the remainder of this year. Now, as I've just mentioned, you have to keep in mind that as interest rates continue to rise, the pool of buyers or the number of available buyers begins to shrink because fewer and fewer buyers will qualify for a home loan and they'll begin to be priced out of the market because they simply don't qualify anymore. Now, so far, the Fed has raised interest rates. Are you ready for this number, Adelaide? Mm, Five times this year. Five times. And the latest increase was by three-quarters of basis points or percentage points. The Federal Reserve is expected to announce more rate increases this year at their scheduled meetings in both November and in December. Okay. Now, historically, though, what's the highest the mortgage interest rates have been? Well, in October of 1981, we saw 30-year mortgage rates hit their historical peak at 18.45%. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Glad I wasn't selling real estate oh, then. Oh, my goodness. Now, because that sounds like a credit card, not a mortgage <laughs> I know, rate. I, I mean, woo. I think after hearing that number, I think we need to take a break. You're right, Adelaide. <laughs> we need a break not wow. only from high interest rates oh that we're experiencing goodness. now, but from the show, right? Oh so geez. let's do just that. And when we return, I want to talk a little bit more about interest rates because um, I really do have some more I want to add to this topic, okay? All right. Well, sounds good. And remember, folks, you're listening to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we'll be right back. Hi, Sebastian Gorka here with a hot real estate tip for you. Stay on top of the hottest trends every weekend when you tune in to the Kern County Real Estate Review with Lori McCarty. Saturdays at 11 a.m. and Sundays at 8 a.m. on KNZR. listening to KNZR 1560 AM 97.7 FM and streaming live on KNZR.com. And we're back this morning with the Kern County Real Estate Review featuring our host Lori McCarty of the McCarty Group. For all your real estate questions, call Lori at 661-665-SOLD. That's 661-665-7653. Or go online to themccartygroup.com. You can also follow Lori on social media. For Facebook, follow her at The McCarty Group or on Instagram at Lori underscore McCarty. And to keep up with all the real estate news in Kern County, you can follow this show on Facebook and Instagram at the Kern County Real Estate Review. There you can also submit questions you'd like Lori to answer on air or suggest topics you'd like her to cover on Saturday mornings. 
And this morning, we're talking with Lori about another market update. And now, before the break, Lori, you said the highest mortgage interest rate we've seen in the past was in the 80s, and that rate was 18.45%, which really does blow my mind. I know. Oh, my goodness. But on the other hand, what's the lowest mortgage rate we've seen? Well, the lowest historical mortgage rates in history for the 30-year fixed rate mortgage, because that's what we're talking about, were actually far more recent than you might think. In December of 2020, we saw mortgage rates hit 2.68%, according to Freddie Mac, due largely, of course, to the effects of COVID-19. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's extremely low compared to that 80s number. And why does the Fed keep raising the interest rates then? Well, the Federal Reserve is continuously raising rates right now in an effort to try and curb inflation. By raising rates, the Fed is trying to make you slow down your spending. That happens when the cost of money goes up for a car loan or a mortgage or something else you want to spend money on that you're financing. Now, at some point, if the cost of money is too expensive, they believe you're going to pull back. So let's think about it. The higher the cost of money, the more your purchasing power is reduced. That is, what you can afford to buy in a finance situation actually goes down. So the Fed is effectively making you spend less. And the the theory is that should bring down inflation. Hmm. Now, this might be a dumb question, but is the Fed part of the government? Not a dumb question at all. And I'm, I'm sure it's one that... Well, at least one of our listeners will be shocked at the answer. So the Federal Reserve Banking System is not a part of the federal government, but they exist because of an act of Congress, and their purpose is to serve the public. Huh. So is the Fed private or public? That's another great question, Adelaide. And the answer is both. While the Board of Governors is an independent government agency, The Federal Reserve banks are set up like private corporations. Member banks hold stock in the Federal Reserve banks, and they earn dividends. Holding this stock does not carry with it the control and financial interest that's given to holders of common stock in for-profit organizations. And this stock may not be sold or pledged as collateral for loans. Member banks also elect six of the nine members of each bank's board of directors. Hmm. Okay, now, do you think interest rates will drop anytime soon? Well, you know, as I've said many a time, if I had a crystal ball, not only would I have the answer to this, (laughs) but I could have made a heck of a lot more money. (laughs) So, unfortunately, um, as I try to project in the future... Given the Fed's monetary policy, um, I don't think rates are going to drop anytime soon, uh, particularly with them announcing future rate increases in both November and December. Uh, I think it's safe to say that we haven't seen rates peak uh, quite yet. Uh, I've heard many lenders say they believe that rates will hit anywhere from 8 to 9% before the end of this year. Uh, I know it, it's a shock for people that rates are as high as they are right now. And these rate increases, I believe, will have an impact on our buyer pool and the real estate market. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, is there anything buyers and sellers can do? Well, if I might offer a suggestion for both buyers and sellers out there, um, why not consider looking at an interest rate buy-down concession? You know, as I mentioned earlier, we are seeing um, buyers request closing cost concessions. Mm. Um, so for buyers doing a 2-1 buy-down where their interest rate starts two percentage points b below the lifetime fixed rate, and then it adjusts up 1% next year and it levels out to the final fixed rate in year three, that's going to allow them to ease into that higher interest rate payment as their salaries increase over the next two years. And from the seller's standpoint, appraisal values are still relatively high. So why not stand firm on your pricing and offer a 1% or 2% concession to the buyer rather than a price reduction to help offset the cost of this financing to help the buyer afford this home. I mean, I look at this as a win-win for everyone. I mean, rather than going in and doing a 1% or 2% price reduction or even more, why not, as I said, stay firm on your price? Mm-hmm you're then supporting values in the neighborhood and you're actually, I think, keeping, making things better for both buyer and seller. Okay, it sounds like an introductory offer type thing. you know. Absolutely. You so it's like first year, it's a little bit of a break. Second year, still a little bit of a break. But our wages should catch up. Well, they have to at this yes. point. Um, okay. With inflation being where it's at, when you look at some of, I don't know about you, but uh, you know, I, I don't do takeout very often, but when uh, I do, I am shocked at what the starting rate is at, you know, some of the fast food locations. And mm. with that being the the case, then more professional jobs are going to require increased salaries as well. Yes, yes, so, you have to. Yeah, that's it has to happen that way. Yeah. All right, well, that does make sense to me. Well, me too. So, or I wouldn't have suggested. Right. I mean, really, if a buyer is asking for concessions to buy down their permanent rate, it, it makes way more sense to use that money to, it's the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Why not use it to buy down for a lower introductory rate mm -hmm. and then raise it, you know, one year at a time. Gradually, right. as you kind of work into it. Okay. Now, I am curious. Do global events have any impact on our local real estate market? Well, while all real estate may be local, um, I don't think that that necessarily shields one market um, from major incidents that, that occur thousands of miles away. I mean, really, we live in a global economy, mm -hmm. so important geopolitical events have consequences that can easily ripple across the planet. I mean, when you think about it, election results, economic policies, and international relations all have spillover effects on global real estate by either directly or indirectly creating incentives for buyers to be drawn toward or repelled from various geographic markets. 
bottom line, uh, yes, global events like what we're seeing happen between Ukraine and Russia, what we're seeing with the heating oil crisis in Europe, uh, they create uncertainty for our future. And that feeling of uncertainty, remember, we've talked about it before, FUD, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. Mm-hmm. That has a ripple effect, and it impacts various aspects of our economy and our lives. So I don't think real estate is immune to it. Hmm. Okay, that is interesting how much of an impact global events can have on Kern County's real estate market. And Can you talk to us about home price trends? I mean, are we going to see a drop in home values? Well, so the answer to this might be surprising to some of our listeners. Um. We have seen a drop in median sales price, um, but we have not seen a drop in home values, okay? Okay, okay. Compared to this time last year, we have seen an increase of 21.3% for the average active listing price on a home. That's pretty substantial. In comparison to this time last year, We have also seen an increase of 11.9% for the average price of a home that has sold in Kern County. Both listing and sales prices have increased year over year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what about the days a home is on the market before it sells? Has there been a dramatic increase there? Well, there has been an increase, but it's not as dramatic as you might think. Um, Last year, around this time, The average home sat on the market for 19 days before it sold. Today, on average, a home is sitting on the market for 26 days before it sells. Now, again, this is why percentages sometimes bother me (laughs) because they sound so huge, right? So that's a 36.8% increase. But going from 19 days to 26 days, okay, that's seven more days, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Really, it's not that big of a deal. One more open house. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> One more week. Yeah, one right? more week. One All more right. week. All right. Now, in your opinion, what types of homes are staying on the market the longest and are the hardest to sell? So what I'm seeing is that homes that are up there in price, and I'm talking homes that are 600000 and above, they are taking longer to sell. And you know, I know you're thinking, well, why? Why is that, Lori? Well, it's because naturally the buyer pool shrinks as the price increases, mm-hmm. right? It, to put it very simply, there just aren't a ton of people that can qualify for homes in that price range, particularly mm-hmm. as we continue to experience interest rate increases. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also seeing homes sit when they aren't market ready so homes that are in poor condition homes that didn't have professional photography um, homes that haven't been marketed properly by the listing agent are sitting on the market far longer than they should in today's market you can't just stick a for sale sign in the front yard and call it good Mm, right yeah so uh, what types of homes are selling quickly so In today's market, um, homes that are priced right, homes that are in good condition, those are the types of homes that are selling quickly. Now, 
Are homes selling in one weekend like they were before? Well, sometimes mm. if they are priced strategically designed to get multiple offers, mm. yes, we've had properties sell in one weekend and sell above list price because it was designed that way, right? Because you mm -hmm. can develop a strategy to sell your home that way. Um, so, but is it every home getting multiple offers? No, it's not because that is not the norm. Remember, it was a hyper seller's market. Mm -hmm. um, that was not normal. Um, are they all selling faster or are they selling faster than the 26 days when they have all the boxes checked? You bet they are. Hmm. Um, so make sure before you list that you talk with your agent about your home being ready to list and it being presented in the best light possible hmm. because that is the key. Remember, 26 days right now is the average. That means some homes are selling sooner and some homes are taking longer. Okay. Okay, good. Now, I do have a situation question for you. What if someone hates their home? Oh, for whatever, no. Yeah, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's the neighborhood. Maybe it's the home itself. But they're hesitant to sell because they're afraid their home will just not sell for top dollar. And they're hesitant to take out a new mortgage with a higher interest rate when they go to buy a replacement home. I mean, what should they do? So that's an interesting situation, Adelaide. And I like to tell my clients that buying or selling your home really has to make sense for you both financially and emotionally. You know, it's not just a house, it's your home. You have an emotional attachment to it, but you can't just look at it from a number standpoint. Mm -hmm. It has to be what feels good as well. So mm -hmm. if you're miserable in your home, if it no longer works for you, if the neighborhood isn't what you expected it to be, please mm -hmm. don't let the interest rates stop you from selling. You can't control rates, and you can't let them prevent you from living in a home that you're not happy in. Now, please, don't just buy or sell based purely off of that emotional side. Make sure you take a good, hard look at the numbers as well. It needs to make financial sense as well. If you need help, call me. We'll help you find that happy balance and we'll do an analysis for you to say, look, this is what it's going to look like financially. And we'll help you explore um, the emotional side. Because sometimes part of our job is also helping you through the, um, <laughs> uh, what is it, the, the therapy involved in, in deciding whether to buy or sell? I was going to say, you can help us find our happy place. Ah, yes, we sure can. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have another question here, Lori. Okay. I know we're getting kind of towards the end of the show here, but if these people decide to sell, mm -hmm. how should they pick an agent? I mean, are there any red flags they should watch out for? Well, uh, yes, I, I have three red flags our listeners uh, should be cognizant of. Number one, your realtor is unresponsive. Mm. 
Hmm. You know, of course, you don't expect a realtor to be on call 24-7. Well, I know some of you do, but important texts, emails, voicemails should receive a timely response. This applies to every part of the process, from the getting-to-know-you stage all the way up to the closing day. Your realtor only dabbles in the profession. That would be my number two red flag. Mm. While we can't knock agents who only do business part-time, buyers and sellers may want to think twice about choosing an agent that's only available part-time. You'll want someone who follows the market actively on a daily basis, who can quickly respond to listings and show your home to potential buyers when they want to see it. And number three, your realtor doesn't know your area very well. Neighborhood knowledge, I think, is everything. Mm. If you're selling, we recommend that you find an agent who specializes in your area. If you're buying, choose an agent with knowledge surrounding your buyer profile and your preferred areas. And Lori, we also got a message on our social media They ask, okay, they've got a rental property, Mm -hmm. and two months ago, they could have, you know, they're hearing everything, rents are going crazy, rents are going crazy. So they got like a, you know, 1,400 square foot, River Lakes area, three bed, two bath, and people are saying you can get 21, 2,200 for it. Now, due to something that happened, they don't have anybody there, and they're getting zero applications at the $2,200. I mean... The question is, when do they drop the price, or is there an incentive they can give to potential tenants? What's your advice in this situation? Well, there are a lot of different avenues they could pursue. Um, Generally, I think that if you are not receiving activity in a rental situation, it's more than likely your price. Hmm. Um, And... I have heard, although rentals are not my specialty, I have heard that there is a little bit of cooling in the rental market. Mm -hmm. So you might want to consider, if it's been um, 30 days, you might want to consider a rebranding of that rental um, and reducing the price. You might also consider um, some type of incentive, um, such as maybe including gardener. Um, I know a lot of times that uh, for some of my rental properties, because putting in a new yard can be extremely expensive, uh, I have included not only the gardener, but also the the water up to a certain mm. amount, um, because I want to make dang sure that those sprinklers <laughs> are going, That's because uh, what I spend in rental um you know, and on the gardener and on the um, the water, uh, probably is less expensive than I would spend relandscaping a front and backyard. Ah, good. That makes good sense. information. Yes, we'll pass that information on, and I hope that helps our listener. I hope so too. You know, I could go on and on chatting <laughs> about the real estate market, but looking at the clock, it does appear that we're out of time for today. Mm. So as always, a big thank you to everyone for tuning in today and for making us a part of your schedule each and every week. If you have any real estate questions or concerns you'd like to personally discuss, please give me a call. I'd be happy to visit with you. 
Remember, if there are any details of today's topic you'd like to revisit or you know someone who would enjoy this information and couldn't tune in this hour, we've got three ways you can access this show. You can catch our Encore presentation each Sunday morning at 8 a.m. here on KNZR just before Sean Hannity. You can hear this and previous shows wherever you get your podcasts by searching the Kern County Real Estate Review. Or you can access the show on our website at themccartygroup.com and you can listen to your heart's content. This is Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group of Coldwell Banker Preferred Realtors and your host of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Wishing you and yours a blessed day and a fantastic week ahead. You're listening on 1560 AM, 97.7 FM, KNZR, and streaming live on KNZR.com. We'll be back next week. The times we're living in are unparalleled, and it's affected all of us. It's made us feel uneasy and alone. Americans who need to sell their home or have to move and buy a new home are experiencing tremendous stress right now. And I know it's scary and overwhelming, but there is a solution. I'm fortunate to work with some of the top agents in America, agents who are going to tell you the truth, who will give you the best advice that's right for you. Right now, you need to work with an agent that can bring solutions for you. You have the help of somebody that can help you really make an informed decision. Lori McCarty with the McCarty Group at Caldwell Banker. You may want to take a cash offer, or maybe it's time to upgrade your home and get it ready to sell in the summer. Maybe you should just hold tight and refinance. You do have options, and you deserve to work with a great agent who does business with the highest integrity. Call Lori McCarty at 665-SOLD or online at themccartygroup.com. That's themccartygroup.com. Hi, Lori McCarty reminding you to mark your calendars for the first Saturday of each month for our open house, open mic edition of the Kern County Real Estate Review. Tune in at 11 a.m. sharp to get your exclusive backstage pass to our newest open houses hitting the market for the first time that weekend. We'll provide behind-the-scenes tips and chat with my team on location as they bring you Kern County's newest homes. We'll also take your calls and answer your questions, all while sharing the latest in real estate news with local industry experts. So don't forget, be sure to tune in the first Saturday of every month for our open house open mic edition here on KNZR. KNZR.